With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Today's show is all about the chakras. Author and astrologer David Pond is here to help us discover the many ways that chakras can enhance the flow of vital energy in all aspects of our life. His new book, Chakras Beyond Beginners, is a really good practical resource for bringing each energy center into its full potential. Are you ready to meet him? David Pond is an astrologer, author, speaker, and international workshop leader. He's published several books on metaphysical topics, including Astrology and Relationships, Chakras for Beginners, Western Seeker, Eastern Paths, The Pursuit of Happiness, and his newest book, Chakras Beyond Beginners, Awakening to the Power Within. David's been practicing astrology for more than 35 years and consults with his clients to help them work with their astrology to find meaning and strategy for times of transition. You can find out more about David and his work at davidpond.com. David, welcome to Out of the Fog. Well, thank you, Karen. Very nice to be here. Oh, good. I'm glad you're here. Uh, Let's start maybe at the beginning. For those who are new to the idea of the chakras, or they might think it's something that's like way, way woo-woo and out there and far from them, what are the chakras? Well, the chakras uh, come from the yogic tradition about the seven main energy centers. And it's interesting that everybody on every path of consciousness will eventually come across the chakras because they are authentic. They're not abstract. Each of us have these, well, the flow of universal energy, of course, comes through us and into us and out into the world. And the chakras show us specifically these different oh, frequencies. Uh, each chakra, vortex of energy, is a frequency. It's a level of consciousness. It's a level of our life. And we all have all these levels, and we all have access to our higher self. And all of us on the path of your listeners, certainly today's show, well, we're all interested in accessing our higher self more. We know we have a higher self and a lower self. We do our work throughout the day. I, I joke, and it doesn't matter how much work I do throughout the day and get pretty clear. Usually my lower self that wakes up first tomorrow morning again. And, and getting back into balance, getting back into the flow. And that colloquial saying, in the flow, it, it, it really is about the chakras. When our life is in the flow, we're not in resistance. We're not, uh, we're not well, we know when we've got specific issues we need to deal with, we deal with them, make the adjustment. But our life is in a flow. So often in life, of course, we're looking for our fulfillment. And, and we think if it's external, it never seems to work. If I just get that right job, that right car, that right relationship, or it just, you know, they just are all, we, still we have to work with our energy each and every day. 
And I know of nothing more direct than our chakras. And uh, Karen, you work with your chakras. You're quite aware of them, it sounds like. I am. And I think one of the things that I like about working with them is how um, alive they are. You used the word direct. I, I love that. They're alive and it's easy to stop when I feel myself in resistance, which is about every three quarters of a second or so, right? Mm-hmm. So when I feel myself in resistance, I can stop and check in and adjust and move on. So it's, I love how alive it is. It's kind of like having a system of, I don't know, dials or scans or images that you can take a look at to get an idea of how you're doing at any given time. Well, that, just what you just mentioned, is it. We, we become more aware of our own energy. And it does take that inner awareness rather than looking at life externally, recognizing that our happiness, our well-being, our, our development today really depends on us and how we manage our psyche within ourselves. And each of us are the our only and the only authority of our inner world, our direct experiences of life. And that's, again, why I like the chakras. It's not an external, it's not mental, you don't have to believe in them or not. They're levels of our life. The first chakra deals with security and right place and taking care of our body and being in a body. Well, we all know about our bodies. And we say, well, I'm not sure about the first chakra. Well, we know the physical, we know the, the need to survive, the need to be secure, that we all have that. And the chakras, as we start studying them, they teach us how to bring each of these back into a natural alignment so we can awaken if we're not in such resistance throughout the day. So we're not uh, tugs and pulls and mad about this and resistant to that. Well, then what's, what's our consciousness can do? It can free to explore these upper realms. And we're all interested in intuition and many people on the spiritual path, meditation or connection to the oneness of life. And again, the chakras is the direct inner route. You were making that the joke about how no matter what you do today, it'll be your lower self that wakes up first, in the morning, <laughs> yeah. which I think is, hey, I've got that too. Um, yeah. Is there, um, there people draw a distinction between the upper and the lower chakras. And I wonder if you can say a little bit about that, because sometimes in on the spiritual path, people think lower chakras bad, upper chakras good, but I'm not sure that's quite how it goes. Well, they're all good, and, and yet we don't. We tend to be dominated by the lower chakras. So our, our language is, we got to get out of the lower chakras. And lower chakras is our physical, my need for money and sexuality and desires and pleasures and well, yeah, it's all important. But there's other aspects of our life. We don't want that to dominate. And so the lower chakras, I think of them more. I, I use the analogy in the book. It's, instead of thinking of them as bad, think of them like young puppies. <laughs> they're delightful, but they're they're noisy, they're messy, they're demanding. You have to train them. And usually that's what we have to do in, on the spiritual path one way or another. We have to train ourselves how to not chase every little thing and how to stay more focused on what's relevant in front of us. Right? So... Yeah, using the chakras throughout the day, you know, we're aware, like when we get in touch with the higher self, we think, that, well, that is what we're interested in. Uh, but to get in touch with the higher self, we really have to quiet or at least balance the lower self. We can't push it down. I don't think denial ever works. And, you know, it's um, celibacy or pushing it down unless it's one's true nature, uh, an attempt to, doesn't seem to work. And so we have to bring these lower chakras into balance. But then when we do, to awaken to the upper chakras, the first is the heart chakra. 
and it's the bridge. Uh, we all know about love when we love somebody like a, a pet or a, a sweetheart or a parent or a child. That That's that feeling. That's heart chakra. And most of us would like to be there a lot. Uh, throughout the day and, and yet the little things keep pulling at us throughout the day but learning how to activate that and if we do some you know, little research this, the heart itself is by far the strongest generator of electromagnetic energy in the body bigger than the brain and we think of life as energy life coalesces around energy well it's the energy in our heart that really life coalesces around and so learning how to first get out of resistances so we can awaken to that heart. And these days, it's not easy. I think the news and the whole hostility, the tensions of these times, it's kind of it's not easy to stay in the heart. Do you find that that's true? I think that's true. I think that especially when we... Mm, I think it's important for us to be aware of what we're feeding ourselves, and that's not just the food we put in, but also yeah, the yeah. media take in and that we take in, the news we take in. So this, the information that comes in that puts us in that fight or flight, that takes us right into that first chakra, right into that second chakra, that clenching up that says, I got to get out of here, I got to do something, I got to make myself stable, I got to punch my way out of this. I think that you carry enough of that energy over time, and it can really shift the way you are in other aspects of your life. Well, it does affect our physical, our relationship world, our physical health. And again, we're meant to be in harmony. If we let that energy flow, our well-being is more likely. But to stay in the heart for me in these agitated times, I, I need to do practices like loving kindness meditations, right? Mm-hmm. Where we just focus on sending loving kindness to one to ourselves and to the world and sending ease and comfort and fear, uh, you know, helping people move away from fear, wishing there was less fear, doing that for ourselves and that awakening to our own heart and then sending that out to the world. Uh, that That's the heart chakra. It does deal with compassion. It does deal with romantic love. But then we want to get to the upper chakras, your, uh, the fifth chakra, and the sixth and the seventh, the fifth chakra, we first have to awaken to our own authentic truth. It's not about beliefs. We have to be able to question all of our, everything we've been taught <laughs> in order to awaken to your own inner truth, right? Yeah. And that's the fifth chakra. And it takes courage because, well, what if I'm supposed to, I'm not supposed to believe this, so I'm supposed to believe, I'm supposed to believe. But with the fifth chakra, you awaken to, well, is that authentically true for you? And you seek to speak authentically true. I think fifth chakra people, they're, uh, after they awaken, their words, they understand words. They understand in terms of communication, it's not just the words that we say, it's the vibration, right? Yes. So I can say, how, I can, you can ask me, how, I'm, how are you, Dave? And I say, I'm fine. And you can say, well, wait a minute, that didn't feel like fine. <laughs> The vibration has to uh, communicate as well. And that comes from the heart chakra, linking the two together, speaking more from the heart. So the urge to express our freedom in the fifth house, to express our truth, to break free of that which we have to be able to examine our false beliefs, things that we've carried. Mom, dad told us, or teachers told us, an ex-husband told me, things about ourselves that really don't support our truth. Does that make you feel good? Does it energetically support your truth? And being willing to not just question those, but discard them and go with your own authentic truth, right? It takes that. But then we awaken to another level of perspective of truth-seeking. We get truth-seekers and truth-speakers and evolutionary agents helping the people awaken. 
the sixth chakra, that's the fabled one that loves, you know, the mystical third eye, the ability to see, the, that psychic sensitivity. But it's as much trouble as good for most of us until we've learned how to really recognize how it's operating. And it's operating throughout the day when we drift into escapist or just daydreaming or a fantasy. That, that's, the, that's the sick chakra. It has nothing to do with what's physically in front of us. And that same resource, artists and spiritual seekers have learned to align with that which inspires and fills and enhances life. And yet it's also where escapism, drugs, alcohol, worry, fear, the kind of fear we just make up. It's not going to happen. It didn't happen. Just, ah, what if? We're all, we're all familiar with that, right? That's, it's, it doesn't happen, but we just start imagining what if, imagination again. And we've, We've been taught, well, it's just your imagination. We're going to put it more on an altar. It's your imagination. Use it in a healthy way. Use it as vision, imagery. And then meditation is the clearest path, the most direct path to the sixth chakra. Those who want to awaken to their own spiritual talents and abilities, whatever the, the yogis call them, cities, talents that come from those who learn to meditate. The, some are all kinds of different, different gifts of spirit, we could say. But it, it doesn't come from achieving, it comes from quieting and learning to meditate and allow that spirit essence to move through us, right? It, yes, and I, this is a good place to say you're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager, and I'm talking with David Pond. His newest book is Chakras Beyond Beginners, Awakening to the Power Within. As we're talking about the chakras here, there's that idea, maybe the kind of beginner idea, that the chakras are the rainbow-colored dots on a picture of a person. And what you're bringing up, which is really exciting to me, is that idea that energy moves, of course, through all these different systems in the in the body and between the chakras, between the energy centers. Mm -hmm. And what you're talking about, I think, is that, at least as I'm understanding you, in order to have that balance, that imagination, but imagination that brings you to clarity, that's vision and not projection or worry or madness, that we need to be centered in all of the energy centers, not just all the focus on the six, they're all the focus on the heart or all the focus wherever we go. Is that right? Well, it's, it's true. You're asking about connections between astrology and the chakras. Uh, the upper chakras are like the outer planets in astrology. They're transpersonal. They're not about the ego. And, and so we have to learn to quiet the ego when we get up into, when we bring the ego up into the upper chakras and direct it from the upper chakras, you're wishing and directing, directing, asking, directing spirit rather than listening. And that's what we have to get to. But the outer planets, same thing. If you, to direct them is to deflect them. We have to learn to surrender to another level, another order of our being, a higher power. And it is there within us. And people are hungry to know their soul purpose. And it's there within us. And we all came to meet a need that's here. Everything in nature is here to meet a need that's here. And each of us came and can feel that. But it does take that surrender without, you, you can't direct it. Like I would, I'd like to have my soul purpose as long as it has a good steady income. And <laughs> we, can't, we can't direct it with, we have to just trust. But it is coming from that, 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 that the crown chakra when we finally uh, surrender to a higher power. I guess the old school language would be, not by my will, but thy will. But, but it works, doesn't it? It does. It's not easy, which is why for me that constant adjustment is always helping. Because it, 
I, I think we're always somewhere in that flow, in that paradox between our limitless nature and our limited circumstance while we're here. And so we're always moving, moving back and forth somewhere along that, along that, uh, along that continuum. You've been an astrologer for many years. Did your interest in astrology bring you to the chakras or is this just, is it a separate thing? What brought you into this field? Well, it was actually uh, sort of simultaneous, I guess. I think the chakras was first. Be here now. Are you? Is that? Are you, do, you, do you remember such things out there? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I have a youthful voice, but an older physical form. Yes, I do. <laughs> well, you, you know, not, not everybody, not all of our listeners will know of that. But it was written back in the '60s by a gentleman named Ram Dass, and for our generation, it was it was like a map. And in the back, they had a section on yoga. And uh, you know different postures that you could use, and what the chakras were about. And first time I just got into practicing that, that whoa, that's something I'm going to be with for the rest of my life. And I have been. It, it just so it's it, like I say, it's not external. It's right there. It's experiential. And it, so that for me, astrology became my field. It's uh, I thought I was going to be a school teacher, actually. But to kind of led through circumstances, and it, my astrology just continued to grow, and my wife and I look, do our practice together. But it's a, it, I've always used astrology as a tool for myself to understand timing and whatnot, but it's, my chakras are my direct route to where I'm doing within my consciousness today, regardless of what is even going on in my astrology. And that's the point of the chakras. It's not dependent on circumstances. It doesn't matter what the news is. It doesn't matter if, you know, if we're, I'll be happy once I'm secure. But we find security first within ourselves. It makes sure makes things a lot easier. And we start learning how to make those adjustments right within ourselves. And then our life coalesces around that. And more of what we can live more full lives. We are more happy, full, and bountiful in many ways. But it's, it's, it's not from effort. It's more like awakening to allowing that, getting out of our resistances again, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that, but you mentioned it's a continuous flow. Well, that is the stream of flow of the chakras from the crown chakra out down, down through the bottom, down through the upper chakras, into the body, into the emotion, out into the senses. And then with the chakras for beyond beginners, what we're working on in many ways is retracing that, pulling back from the senses, going back into the energy itself beyond events and working with balancing that, feeling that, bringing that into alignment within ourselves, right? One of the things I like about the book is is all the practical tools that you give. And I'm wondering if there's somebody listening right now who's thinking, this chakra thing sounds interesting. How do I start? What is something practical that you can share that somebody could do right now to maybe get a better sense of how they feel one of their chakras? Well, that's a great question. Uh, put me on the spot. That's pretty <laughs> new. I like that. No pressure. Just don't mess it up. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's, we do have to, you have to first awaken to the observer within. If we're only in the experiences, there's no observer. We're lost in the day in that maze of life. So the first thing is to awaken to what we call the observer or the witness, that place within us that can be aware when we're mad or happy or sad. It's the, but if we're not aware, we're just in that state, right? Yeah. 
us are on the consciousness path, of course, would know that. But that's that's that key for maybe people who have not learned that language, being able to watch and monitor your own energy. Now, I think it's important to start the day in some type of balance. It's hard to. It's hard to know how to get to peace if you haven't experienced peace, but yet we can get back to that each and every day. We all have different practices. For some, it's yoga or meditation or a walk in nature or reading scriptures or you know, mystical poetry, different ways. But it, but it is important, right? And then we get into the, the awareness that, it, that, it, that ultimately is balanced. We're already there. Stay in that place. Be aware of that place. And then as we go out into the day, be, notice when we're not in that place, what events specifically, what issues. Now, you can actually feel it energetically when you're in a good place and you have like all of a sudden, oh, you remember some crappy thoughts. Does your, does your energy go up or down? Does it expand or tighten? Very specifically, it goes down and tightens, doesn't it? Of course. I mean, that can be felt experientially. I can just be fine all of a sudden remember something that I, for, I forgot I was mad about, but I remembered again. <laughs> and right, you can just feel it. And that there's a clue. That's energy. And that's what we're noticing. And then you can learn specifically what thoughts are triggering which of these patterns. You can start watching them, monitoring them, training ourselves more to be in harmony. You know, in neuroscience, we're learning, not we, but they, <laughs> those great people, um, they're learning that firing is wiring. That we have, the, the brain has this plasticity that it isn't just hardwired, that we're not just stuck with our situations, even our, our DNA, but firing is wiring. And that we can, uh, that certain thoughts will trigger certain patterns in our brain. It just has the reaction, and you're like, just going to be there. But we can retrain that firing to move to other centers. And we get up into the upper chakras, the, you actually change by, the body, you know, the like the, what is it, the, the, um, how do you say that? Amygdala? Am I oh, pronouncing that's right. it right? The amygdala, yeah, in the brain. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Well, that's our, basically our fear center, and it, it, in order for us to survive, it has to way give way more fear messages than everything's okay. It doesn't want to err on the side of everything's okay if it's not. <laughs> so, but yet we can retrain that because that thing is that's. It's, it's annoying throughout the day to have that thing tighten up and set off that kind of emotional energy that it does. But through meditation, getting more in touch with the upper chakras, living more in balance, that, that actually shrinks in size and function measurably. Isn't that something? That's wild. So it's not just that people get better at dealing with all those crazy fears. They don't come up as much. Right. Right. Well, and when we get into the practice of not living down and tightened in those fears, it opens us up to all kinds of other things. So it goes beyond just, I no longer feel that fear about the thing that I was angry about or the stress that I've been carrying. It also now opens me up to, it, it frees me up. It's like letting go of what you're holding so something else can be, you can grab or touch something else. Mm -hmm. mm. Now, when listeners go, I know we're just about at the end of our time, when, when listeners go to davidpond.com, what will they find there and how can they contact you and work with you and read all your books? This is the part where you get to really promote the heck out of yourself. <laughs> 
Well, uh, davidpond.com is my website. It's uh, Chakras, Astrology, and Meditation. And all of my books are there. I've got many books. Another book is coming out just right now on astrology and relationships. Uh, it's a reprint that's just coming out this, this month, an, a, a revised edition. But it, it, I love the title of it. The subtitle is, you know, how to get along with almost anyone <laughs> rather than you can only get along with that sign or this sign. It's, a, it's, it's different. I'm happy about it. And I have another book coming out in May. It's called Llewellyn's Little Book of Meditation. Mm. And I'm real happy about that because people want to meditate. They think they can't meditate. I can't meditate because I got a, my mind jumps over all the places and, um, it's just a real helpful tool. It doesn't matter where a person's at. It'll give them good access to you know, working with that. My astrology services, that's my day job. I do astrology consultations with people. Their astrology charts or timing issues or relationship astrology. And the website shows how to uh, order all that. And you can, my wife arranges appointments. I'll tell you how to do that. And um, I'll work with people over the phone or Skype. Oh, wonderful. I thank you so much for being on the show. There's so much here and I feel like we just we just lightly danced over the surface. It was but really it felt fun. like that too. I think we could go for a long time, Karen. And, and I bet you're a good interviewer. Thank oh, you. Oh, thank you. Now the seven hour show. That's what's next. It'll be like the marathon. <laughs> just bring sandwiches and we'll just be together for seven hours. Um, David, thank you so much. That's David Pond. His uh, new book is Chakras Beyond Beginners, Awaken to the Power Within and his new New book coming out probably just as you're hearing this is Astrology and Relationships, How to Get Along. Oh, I'm going to mess up the subtitle. How to Get Along with Just About Anybody. Anyway, Astrology and Relationships. Find out more about David and his work, including the correct titles of his books at davidpond.com. And of course, I welcome you to visit karenhager.com. Sign up for my newsletter. Get your every other week out of the fog minute. Find out about upcoming classes and events or schedule a private session if you're so inclined. My website is karenhager.com. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.